With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Football guys, stream five, Will Fuller five edition. He really, he has a V in his name. He's the fifth Will Fuller, I guess. I'm Ian Hart. It's Dwayne McFarlane is coming back from an eye appointment. Oh my gosh, he's calling in. This is absolutely electric. <laughs> Dwayne, hello. We're on the clock. Oh, we are on the clock. What, what do we got? Fantastic opening to it as we get this figured out. On the turn here. Uh, what are we thinking, Mister? What are our options? I am leaning at this spot in time. Oh, we did talk about. You know what? Earlier, Dwayne and I were talking about going Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts back to back, and it might just be crazy enough to work. I'm uh, it's tight end premium. Last time we went zero tight end. This time we go. Uh, awesome so we went so did we go double all righty everyone we have secured mark andrews that is fantastic news Dwayne. okay i can hear you now awesome sorry man yeah they were Dwayne is driving you're good (laughs) <laughs> I'm driving. That's why I turned the camera off. Nobody wants to see that shit, man. <laughs> hey, Mark, so, so, what, about Mark, what about Andrews and Pitts? You, you told me it this morning. I haven't been able to get my mind off it since. So is that what we did? Did we double tap tight end? I believe so. My screen is... <laughs> you believe so? You're not my, sure? I, I, I got him in the queue. My screen's freezing up, which is not ideal. Hot All start right. to this one, everyone. But again, <laughs> it's, we're okay. It's, uh... It's all, we'll put it all on the eye doctor. What the hell? It's, uh, yeah, it's freezing up on the only other. (laughs) Okay. The only other thing I was going to say is maybe go Barkley in one of the tight ends, but I'm also fine with the double tap tight end. Okay. Let's see. Oh, the draft is temporarily paused. Okay. Yeah, they were calling me actually, asking where the hell I was, and I told oh. them I was like, as long as I was like, as long as Harditz is in there, we're good. <laughs> Bro, I have our guys queued up, but okay, are they doing us a solid? Maybe. Wow, look at the maybe. poll. You look at the poll you have, uh, Mister McFarland. We got the draft pause so you could get make your eye appointment. Then that, <laughs> I, I guess well, if I, do, I ever, I, I, I do play a lot of FFPC, so I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like you know, they could do me a solid. I've played so damn much over the last 10 years. They've got plenty of my money, Ian. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, this is, this is great. We now have time. I can set the cue. Okay. So we're thinking you said Barkley instead is one of those. I, Barkley already got taken. That's the problem. So Derrick Henry's so, available. So Derrick Henry's gone. available. We already got our Derrick Henry exposure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, that, I, I'm fun. not totally against, I'm not totally against it. I, I think no. we go tight end, tight end, or we go tight end CD, or we go tight end with one of the backs. I mean, DeAndre Swift would be an option as well. We don't have any DeAndre Swift. I think those are the three options for me. Um, and again, I can't see who all went off the board. So. So, okay. Yeah, we got confirmation in the chat that uh, it's paused from the commission. Uh, Andrews and Pitts, we're good. I love it. I love it. This is Dwayne going 120 miles after taking Andrews and Pitts. <laughs> down a down an old country road that says 40. <laughs> okay, we're going – I drafted Mark Andrews and drafted – Kyle Pitts. What a cool move by the commission. Boom. We we even got a perfect smiley face response. And Warcraft, I'm not going to reveal everyone's name here, but the league doesn't completely hate us, Dwayne. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's drive good. safe. That's good. They drive will safe. by the time we we're got, drafting. <laughs> we, got, we got a long way to go before we're around the next turn, so drive the speed limit and all you at home listening. Right. I will say, uh, 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 Dwayne and I have had some it's one of these things where when you have a podcast, I don't think we really realize every day we, when we record this, like how many of you are actually listening to it until we really mess up something with the audio and we just get flooded with uh, people letting us know about it. When I uh, yelled at Lily to shut up one time and forgot to mute my personal audio and I had people tell me, you know, they almost swerved off the road. Dwayne and I have gotten excited and started banging on desks. That wasn't all that enjoyable, which I can imagine why. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things that uh, you, you never really know it's an issue until it most definitely is. So continue to please let us know when any issues like that happen and we will do our darkness to fix that up also want to hope uh want to shout out some of the uh, just short solo videos i i got up for you guys over the last uh day or two check those out as much as i love waste not wasting I lo- as much as i love spending hours and hours of time with Dwayne. you know packing the stuff into uh you know these podcasts we do have trouble sometimes you know getting things to under 60 minutes so just really wanted to Get the hot topic things that, yeah, I kind of find boring and repetitive and just, you know, the fact that sleepers, top values, fades, like these are just the same damn articles that have dominated our industry for so long. I get tired of it a little bit, but you know what? It's what a lot of people want, and ultimately, I'm trying to give you guys exactly what you are looking for. So got those short videos out on top values, top fades and top sleepers. Also we'll have my top 10 tips to mastering any fantasy draft. But if you guys have tuned in and listened to uh Dwayne or I really go through this, it basically is just a reflection of everything that we have going on. And Hey, if you don't have time to listen to any of that, well, boy, do we have a surprise for you? PFF plus our new modern draft guide. Again, Dwayne, and I've mentioned this before, but it's just wild to me. The people that have been able to use our draft now feature, go into a draft, and come away with a team that honestly looks like something that Dwayne and myself will come up with uh, together. That was the goal. And I'll be honest, like we don't, it's not something that you need to like link up to your draft and, you know, make sure you're at a desktop or, or whatever you can do it in the palm of your hand. And, you know, I was a little skeptical at first that we'd be able to 
kind of get it to the point where it really would help you guys draft exactly like us. But, you know, I'm happy to report that again. It has worked out that way. So really can't say enough good things about it. You guys can try it free for a week. Again, PFF Plus, you go to PFF.com. We've got the big old advertisement right there with it. So, you know, can't quite go into each of your guys' drafts. I have been trying to, you know, do some extra Q and A's on Twitter, just, you know, trying to get to all your guys draft questions. I think I'll try to get a couple streams up as well, doing the same thing here around the season. But again, I can't recommend enough PFF plus our new draft guide and the draft now feature. That is the closest we can come to basically sitting there next to you and hitting drafts. So Dwayne, what is our ETA back to the McFarland residence? Uh, I'm about three minutes away. Okay. Okay. It working. That's fine. It was actually uh, being on the turns perfect. I think you'll probably make it back here for the next go round. Just to quickly go over some of the results as we go through. I bully tight end way. I tweeted this the other week, but like any name, any draft strategy name with the word bully in it, I, I just freaking love it. It just you know the idea that we are just alphaing everyone in this room by bullying all the tight ends. Uh, it's a great day to be great. In the first round, we had Taylor McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook go top three. Justin Jefferson, number four. I have been a Justin Jefferson 103 guy. I know Dwayne has even longer than myself. Dwayne, are you a Jefferson 102 guy? You're you're 103. No, I'm 103. You've got to take you got to take. Let's not get too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. JT or McCaffrey at 1-2. Yeah. Uh, so JJ number three, Eckler after him, then Cooper Cup sliding down just a little bit, and you know you can you can understand why. Najee Harris at one hundred seven, Travis Kelsey one hundred eight, tight end premium. Yes, I have gotten a lot of questions about what are we doing with Kelsey in redraft. People, I am taking twelve players ahead of Travis Kelsey in redraft. A little shot of my rankings here for you folks on YouTube. Also, our advertisements. My bad there. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor. Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris. Those are six running backs in redraft. I want to take above Travis Kelsey and the wide receivers are Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, CeeDee Lambs, and Devontae Adams. So if I'm at the turn and the draft goes absolutely perfect with those guys going, I will probably take Kelsey there. I will say, though, Dwayne, the more and more questions I gave on Alvin Kamara, I think I'm just ready to maybe even slide him into that group. The one thing I would advise, though, because I got some – Kamara questions about like, should I take them at 108 or 109? Don't do that only because like in a draft like this, he, he went in the middle of the second round. So even if it was tight end premium, he would have fallen to the second round. Like out of those top six running backs, like I think we're going to still see, particularly in home leagues, Kamara falling more just because that's kind of what happens a lot of times with this ADP. So in my uh, top 10 tips to helping dominate your draft, you know, one of the things I mentioned was not to get cute early with the ADP. And the only reason, the main reason behind that is like, if you're taking someone that again, has a eight to 12 spot difference and where you're taking them versus ADP early on, you have a decent chance at getting them on the come on, on the come around. So just keep that in mind where you don't need to take Kamara over, you know, like a Dalvin cook. If he happens to fall to the one Oh eight, because you have a much better chance of getting Kamara to come back to you at the turn. So Dwayne, have you uh, gone ahead? Dwayne is not here. Oh, Dwayne. The person is back. Welcome Dwayne. I was just uh, barking about Alvin Kamara and kind of how I'm really considering putting him in that group of guys that I am taking over Travis Kelsey, basically just like the the top of uh, round two or at the round one turn. Uh, It is a question though, if he will keep moving up, if people even care about the suspension anymore, where are you at with Kamara? Because while I do think like there are guys to prioritize just because he still has the lower ADP, 
I mean, the closer we get to the season, man, it's like, I want this dude on my team. Yeah, with Kamara, uh, yeah, I think mid-second round is great. It's like you said, you don't want to reach for him because you don't have to. But there is, I think he needs to be a second-round pick, to be honest. Like, Kamara took a step back last year um, with Jameis. We didn't quite get what we had seen before with Drew Brees, so I don't expect him to have quite as many targets. You know, he also is getting a little bit older. And you just have the risk that if video does come out, the NFL will be forced to act. So there is still risk with Kamara. I think it's been de-risked to the point where we can feel good about him in the second round. But I think there's still enough risk and enough downside just based on the profile that we've seen that he doesn't he doesn't need to be a first-round pick. So it all, all just kind of works out perfectly. You don't have to take him till round two. It's probably what his profile – honestly, we probably would have had him graded. You and I talked about this before, right? Yeah. I think we would have had him graded probably as like an early second, late first-round pick anyway. Dwayne, as we get back to the turn here, there's a certain running back that continues to find his way onto our teams, and he's once again looking like a pretty good option. Travis Etienne, if anything, man, I think the preseason usage has been great. We saw them use him as a legit every down running back in week one. The week two, we kind of talked about on our Adjusting the Ranks episode why some of those numbers of Snoop Connor had to be taken with a grain of salt and just the murmurs out of James Robinson, man, certainly hasn't really him not starting on the pup is obviously good, but it's not like we've been getting these ringing endorsements of what his early season role is going to be. And Hey man, if Travis Etienne is out there balling, they're not going to freaking take him out of the lineup. Like just to get James Robinson out there a bunch more, I feel like. So uh, has, has your stance strengthened on Etienne during the preseason or are we just like still higher than consensus? And that's fine. I think we're just still higher than consensus and it's fine. You know, I think there's enough questions with what they did with Snoop Connor last week. They're like, okay, is he, we really need him to get all the passing downs, right? Like, and as long as that happens, we're going to, we'll, we'll be fine. But if that doesn't happen, right, there is some risk with him. I happen to think that just looking at the game, like he already had 25 snaps, you know, it's like, I don't know how much we can read into that Snoop Connor getting that last drive, um, you know, in the two minute offense, but it's worth monitoring because that's really where we're planning on the value coming from ETN at. So it does seem that people are softening on ETN. People are starting to push Zeke up these boards. You just saw him go in the middle of the third round. He's typically been a fourth round pick. Damn. T Higgins was almost back to us. Are you kidding? That would have been fantastic. Yeah. You didn't say it because you didn't want to jinx it because you're no Dwayne. I never do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So I, I think we need to get ETN here if he lasts. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I think I'm, we I'm, have I'm, I'm breaking my rule by saying it out loud, but yeah, I think ETN here and then just what pick of the letter at wide receiver. DJ Moore is your top ranked one. I don't hate it. I think one of the chargers is maybe a little, ah, that's what happens ETN when you talk go. about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's okay. It happens. What do we say though? Everyone do not panic. We'll be okay. <laughs> So ETN goes and look at that. It's the Barkley, Aaron Jones, ETN, the three RB start that we've talked about. All of them have the pass catching prowess. Like I love that start, to be honest. That's a great freaking start. Screw that guy. (laughs) Here here we are hoarding tight ends and he's got three great running backs. Okay. Hmm. All right. So we got one one pick to us. I'm trying to get into the draft room. So how risky is it not taking a running back here? Because I don't, I I think it's, uh, hang on. Let me get in here. I'm entering right. draft room. We are now. we are on the clock. I'm gonna put man. Okay, I have guys in the queue. Are are you live? Are you good? Yep, yep. I'm good. I'm in the. I'm in here. Um. So Keenan Allen just went. You know, right yeah. in front of us. Okay, it's fine. Uh, the question really becomes: DJ Moore and Mike Williams, or like DJ Moore and Bruce Hall. 
or is it just DJ Moore and Mike Williams? That's that's what I. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Yeah, that, I think um, it is. I think it is. I don't, we're, we're not taking a running back here. I mean, unless you want to take Brees Hall, I say no. we can pass the running back here. Um, I like Hall. I know you're a little lower on him than me. So, and I'm okay. Like that's why we have tiers, right? Yep. And that's, that makes it easier to partner on these things. We still have a chance to get, yeah, go great- ahead and grab DJ Moore. He's falling here. This, you don't normally even get him at 36. We'd be getting a value. I'm going to draft Mike Williams first to hopefully light a f- even bigger fire under DJ Moore as a fourth <laughs> round pick. Well, the only other thing I was going to say is if you really want to go bully tight end, you could take Waller <laughs> or you could take George Kittle that, here. That'd be wild. Um, that would um, be wild. Nah. Too early in the day for that, Dwayne. If I had a couple beers in me, maybe. But well, this is the format things. you do it right because you can start four. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, you can start. Yeah, yeah, you can start three because you have your your starter and then two flex. Hey, so we got Andrews, Pitts, Mike Williams, DJ Moore to start. Hey, we're gonna break. We always see one of these running backs. It's David Montgomery sometimes. You know, Elijah Mitchell is a candidate. Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, but like in his case, it's, he's just so far out of the picture. But one of these running backs is going to fall. We're going to break that fall. We're going to oh, get. Gonna, we're going to. I want Chase Edmonds for sure on this team. Yep. Like yep. I am. I am in full on. We should get two of those guys if we can get like Edmonds and Hunt or Edmonds and CPAT. Like this is the exact team to do it, and we're at the turn, so we can do it. Yeah, I, I'm full on fine reaching one round on Chase Edmonds on this team with our round six pick. Yeah, I think we continue to build into our strength. We see what they leave us. It might be a quarterback and that, but we can sometimes wait on quarterback over here. Um, I'm just marking off. I'm marking off players. I'm marking off players while you start talking. That's that makes sense to me. As I was going over in my ten tips episode for helping dominate your draft, you know something that Dwayne really helped drive home while we've been doing this, and that is like don't be afraid to make a strength at wide receiver, especially into a super strength tight end premium. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit wonky here, but when you look at it, there are workhorse running backs really littered throughout the top three rounds. That's why going with the triple RB start is so viable. So if you find yourself, let's say you know, let's say you start like at one oh three you happen to get justin jefferson and then round two round three you come away with you know like a uh, javante williams and james connor sort of combo you have your two running backs rounds four i would say rounds um four through six especially like don't be afraid to take three wide receivers or if you only get one running back like don't be afraid to have one running back and five wide receivers through the first six rounds because really starting in round six because of the quarterbacks there, but then for tight end and then running back again, round seven through 10, I think is the better sweet spot where we want to be attacking those positions. I don't, and again, tight end premiums thrown off these ADPs, but in redraft, I don't want Dalton Schultz in round five when we can get one of Goddard, Ertz, or Dawson Knox in rounds basically seven through nine, if not even maybe falling one round past that. At quarterback, yeah, we love Jalen Hurts. We love Kyler Murray in round six. Don't get crazy, though, because we still have Trey Lance going later in home leagues. And, hey, if if that falls, like, basically what I'm saying is, like, don't take Aaron Rodgers in round seven because you missed your, you know, dual threat quarterback there and you just really want to see that starting lineup filled up because there's going to be arbitrage versions available through, like, round 11 or so. You can go ahead and get a car or Cousins or even a Justin Fields down the stretch. Just like at running back in this range, we have Edmonds, CPAT and Kareem Hunt still just inexplicably going in rounds seven and eight. So Dwayne, it's really having those three running backs, particularly Edmonds, Hunt, and CPAT. Like the fact that I can get them sometimes as my RB2 or RB3, depending on how the first few rounds go, like I'm confident 
basically completely fading running backs in rounds four through six or seven because of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's, and we've talked about it before, even in the drafts where uh, actually when we did the show about if you do the wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, the triple wide receiver start <laughs> rather than saying wide receiver three times, um, idiot Dwayne. Um, yeah, so we we talked about those are the guys, right? Or even if you start hero, right? You'd like to get one or two more of those other guys. Um, so it's just a situation where, I, man, I love what you get. It's the explosive pass catching backs right they they just have outs everywhere if their team sucks and they're trailing all the time so what they're the pass catching back their team's really good great they're on a good team and they're explosive players uh they don't get inside the five yard line because their team sucks guess what they can score touchdowns for from along you know from from far away because of you know their capability so it's just a situation where to me you get a nice solid floor and if something goes right with their teams man like chase Edmonds could be a top 12 running back this year like chase Edmonds, you could argue you're getting chase Edmonds in round seven of drafts you could argue he's arbitrage Travis Etienne. Well, yeah, because we don't know. So the one we usually look at the Miami backfield and we're like, well, we don't know how many running backs could be there. Moster, Michelle could have these roles. It could be the Chase Edmonds show. I mean, we've seen him perhaps, I don't want to say irresponsibly, but you know, Cliff Kingsbury's been happy to hand his running backs these legit 90% roles sometimes. And that included Chase Edmonds. And I think we kind of looked at it like, how come you're giving that scat back type that big of a role, but they pay for Edmonds. Maybe Mike McDaniel looks at Chase Edmonds and thinks he can be someone that can actually go out there and play an Austin Eckler sort of role. I mean, that's another comp that we could see happen. I understand that Tyreek and Waddle are going to get the overwhelming majority of the targets in this offense with trade rumors around Jasicki, like Chase Edmonds could be a number three in this offense, Dwayne, the passing game. And that's going to be awfully uh, ludicrous for PPR. Great explosive play rate stuff in the past. And by the way, since we drafted, only one running back has gone off the board, and that is Brees Hall. Yeah, and that's really the only, that's honestly the only running back that should go off the board uh, in that range. Yeah. So, I mean, hat tip to, you know, folks for laying off of the backs, in my opinion. I mean, at this point, like coming back, if Cam Akers made it, I I would, I know you would just take him anyway. You wouldn't even ask me, which would be <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, I I've chilled on Cam Akers a little bit. I still think the best case scenario upside is there. We're just chasing the role over talent, though, which I understand is something that we don't want to make too big of a habit on doing. But if he's going to fall to me, I'm again, I don't believe in a do not draft list, so everyone could be had at the right spot. And Acres and Acres and Henderson, that's the thing. So I, uh, if I don't get Acres in my draft, I'm happy to get Henderson. That uh, that late RB four tier man, where we got Henderson, Michael Carter. Uh, Khalil Herbert and Jamal Williams like those are the four later round running backs that I just love to get because those guys could all if the kind of week one workloads swing a certain way I'm not saying they're going to be their team's higher highest ranked running back but we could really see uh, the bridge between them shrink in a hurry like that's another uh, situation Dwayne where we talk about a lot of times wide receivers and tight end usage like where could this guy be ranked in week two if something goes their way in week one there's a lot of running back rotations that if we see these things a lot closer to 50 50 than we're expecting such as in uh los angeles again acres going in this draft he's probably gonna be like the rb 20 rb 19 or so and if Henderson makes us a 50-50 split, like, yeah, Akers will drop a bit, but it's not going to be the same sort of free fall that could potentially uh, impact um, other guys with how low he's already going. So Henderson will be the one on the rise, though. And damn it, there goes Chase Edmonds in the middle of round five. Wow. Wow. Ahead of Akers. 
Yeah, that's where you should go. Oh man, like I'm finally. That's like yeah. I moved Chase Edmonds. Way, I moved Chase Edmonds to 22 this week. Hell yeah! So Red Solo Cup is drafting off Dwayne's ranks. No freaking doubt. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta bump him up. But where he's going still? Damn, damn! Like I thought the world was our oyster. What the <laughs> hell? What's okay. the freaking hell, man? Hey, we're good. We're still gonna get. We could even get a. Uh... Yeah, I moved. I moved uh, Chase Edmonds above AJ Dillon, above J.K. Dobbins. I moved him ahead of all those guys. I almost wouldn't mind if they move fall. <laughs> if they fall, man. Look how much is changing, man. No more Mike Thomas in round six. Gone. Rashad Bateman or Amon Ross St. Brown went in round four. Goblin's up here now, too. Yeah, I love Godwin. I love Judy. Um, I can't believe that Judy. Oh, man. Mar- why is Marquise Brown still available? Like that's Why is Judy thing. still available, man? The Tim Patrick injury changed nothing. It did for us, but everyone else is just like, oh, yeah, Jerry Judy. Like, he's solidified as the number two now. There's no yeah. question. Yeah. I like I like Hamler. I think Hamler will be okay. But the fact like that Denver wide receiver room had a real chance to be a four wide receiver rotation with like maybe Sutton headlining it. And there, there would still be productivity, but just getting that down to three, it's uh, it's like the Bengals now, honestly. We're like, we don't have even a fourth wide receiver there to sweat at all, with all due respect to the other Mike Thomas. But uh, there goes Dave Montgomery. That's fine. I, I, I was thinking about Dylan versus Montgomery, and I was like, I, I just hope I don't have to make this choice because Dave I mean, Montgomery. If, 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 if Cam Akers is here, dude, I, I have no problem pulling the trigger like at this point. But I mean – what I don't about, know. I mean, he's he's been sliding to pick sixty basically here. Yeah. Man, Marquise Brown was who I wanted. I could not believe. He, why was he still on the board? Like, did something happen to, to, to Marquise Brown? Like, you know, yeah, we, we just haven't been hearing that much. He had the speeding thing. I don't. He had the mini hamstring thing. Just not not in the news enough. I guess so. Okay, so the question is, oh man, how, how is Judy still available? Judy's but, such a damn great value. Do you Judy's think he's a smash pick if he's there? In my I was opinion. about to say, I think we're going to be lucky to get him. I don't think he's going to be there. I think uh, Rashad Bateman is is available too. I also think he's a smash pick at this point. I love yeah, okay. both of those. I'm happy um, with all these picks. So, are you comfortable going one running back, one wide receiver here? I'm comfortable going two wide receivers. Here. Oh, 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 Dwayne! Whoa, they're the right two. Oh, it's it's us. Oh, Judy went. Ah, uh, all right. Well, I think Bateman. You gotta, you gotta take um, Bateman and Acres. I think it's fine. I'm fine with Bateman and Acres. I'm fine with Acres on this team. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's take Bateman. I'll do it. Cool. Boom. And then we want Acres. Sure, freaking do. Kim Acres in round six. Okay. Yeah. He has a, yeah, it's like, fine. Round we. I was kind of in on maybe not so much tight end premium, but like to me, round four, round five acres, I was okay. Like he's the one running back. If you're gonna tell me Cam Akers is a dead zone running back, like I, I disagree with that. I think he uh, deserves to be going a little bit ahead of that. So I will happily take that. Rashad Bateman too, wide receiver thirty by you. I feel like uh, you're right, Dwayne. Like it seems like Judy Bateman. Man, I really wanted Judy there. They're just not. <laughs> I, want, the, uh, I wanted those two. I wanted. I wanted freaking Chase Edmonds and Judy. <laughs> I feel like both these guys, when we were kind of going through things in the summer, I know it's still summer, but like more like early summer, Judy and Bateman were guys going much closer like to the wide receiver 20 mark. And I think they're just, 
I, I couldn't really give you a good reason why they're falling just because we've found other things to talk about. I think that's it. I think bingo. It's just a lull, man. That, that's all I can think of. Um, and, and Judy. Uh, same thing with Hollywood, honestly. Yes. Yes. And so you have to buy those lulls. Like, um, and it's, it, I'm not saying this is pervasive across all the drafts, right? This is just what's happening right now in our draft. Judy overall has moved up a little bit, right? Since we got the news that, you know, with Tim Patrick tearing the ACL. So it's a, it's something I would have loved to have pounced on right there. Obviously, the team at pick 11 knew what they were doing. So, Yeah, I'm still – my uh, I'll do a better job next offseason of staying tuned into uh, this sort of ADP because I'm always going back and forth from best ball and stuff too. The one I can't get over, Dwayne, is that on underdog, Trey Lance is the QB7, and Fantasy Pros Consensus ADP has him as the QB13. And it's not like one site that has him – like 25th or something. The dude's an actual borderline QB one in a lot of these leagues. And I send a tweet about it, like just incredulous over the whole situation. And I got some actual replies of people like, you know, yeah, like I'll, I'll take the 12 safe QBs ahead of them. What do you mean? Safety is the quarterback that's going to run the ball 150 times. Trey Lance is like, the, it's going to be the Jalen Hurts thing. No quarterback has had a higher percentage of QB one finishes over the last two years than Jalen Hurts because yep. When they run that much, man, like it's one rush attempt is worthy. Just one rush attempt is getting, I mean, one rushing yard is worth two and a half times one passing yard. So the fact that we're going to have just this many chances for Trey Lance to meet his value again, he's, I think he's going to surprise people with his passing efficiency. Maybe not how good he is. Look at Garoppolo, look at Nick Mullins. Like this would hardly be the first freaking time that Kyle Shanahan has gotten a lot out of a potentially limited passer of the football. So I feel like it's almost like Jalen hurts last year to an extent where, uh, I thought it was just kind of, um, I thought it was maybe not fair or smart to expect to be able to get him as a late round quarterback, but I got Hurts in a good chunk of leagues last year, and I am happy to be making that same late-round play for Trey Lance this year. I think Justin Fields, by like, if you really wanted to go definition of the law, like outside the top 120 picks for a, a true late-round sleeper quarterback, Fields is my pick. But this year, Dwayne, again, just having the value that we really have in round six and seven, I found myself going to like the true late-round quarterback well, less than ever. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I don't go there often. Um, and again, it's just, you know, when you can get one of Hertz or Kyler or Lance, like it's just, you know, you can throw Lamar Jackson in that mix, right? Uh, he like falls, we got, yeah. Yeah. We have Lamar Jackson still on the board here right now. Like he's probably going to come off in front of us, but yeah. there goes Mahomes. Yeah. I think we're about Mahomes to is Mahomes has been falling. We're about I've seen several boards. Around. Yeah. I, I've seen Mahomes uh, fall in several drafts now. I don't really know why. I mean, <laughs> Just, well, it's because it's because um, people are getting smarter. They're realizing you don't need to take Mahomes in round five, like whenever oh, you can get these yeah, awesome yeah. other guys, and and he really should be going closer to the other guys that we love. So I, I guess he, 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 he he's still going as a top four quarterback, just relative to his overall pick. I see what you're saying. Oh, pick six. You're definitely not drafting off my list. You took Allen freaking Lazard when you already had four receivers. Whoops. <laughs> oh no. But he did get Lamar and Kyler are gone. So yeah. could uh could still work out. Yeah, I, I like the team overall. Himself, I hate yeah. hate hate the Lazard pick, but like the team. 
uh Dwayne commented on my Noah Brown tweet that Noah Brown is uh just a free version of Alan Lazard and I've I've never I've never laughed I think that hard about anything you've had to say about Alan Lazard this whole summer Dwayne which is truly saying something this yeah Noah Brown (laughs) free Alan Lazard yeah I mean and I had some people be like hold on isn't like what happened to Jalen Tolbert it's going to be Jalen Tolbert, Noah Brown, and C.D. Lamb and Cowboys through wide receiver sets. I was poking some fun at the idea of like Noah Brown getting ten targets. Like, please don't, don't draft Noah Brown. Don't play him. Just he is going to. He'll be a popular uh, Sunday night DFS showdown uh, play. I'm sure about that. You can check out Kevin Cole's analysis for those upcoming contests over at PFF.com. In this round, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Josh Jacobs off the board. Good. We are pretty much down to Trey Lance, though, as a quarterback we'd be taking here. If not, Dwayne, we still got two of, again, those aforementioned running backs that I love going in this range in Kareem Hunt and Cordero Patterson. Yeah, and if they leave Elijah Moore, we're not leaving him. We're taking him. Yeah. Like, he's just too good. He's too good of a player. Did you um, see that visor he was rocking? Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Dude, he's 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 going to destroy. I, I, I've been thinking about moving him up. Like, it's just he's – Everything that he built on last year. Remember, we had him as high as like wide receiver 16 at one point this offseason. And then after Garrett Wilson, you know, was drafted, like he's sitting at 31. That doesn't change his talent, right? That doesn't change, uh, you know, what we have with that. So, but we have a tough decision here um, because we need to get one of our two running backs with Kareem Hunt or Cordero Patterson uh, onto the squad. And we're staring at Trey Lance as well. But if Elijah Moore is there, I'm willing to pass those things. I'm willing to pass one of the two, right? We either have to pass the quarterback or we pass the running back. I feel like it's probably the quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I'd be more willing to pass on Lance. Yeah. So Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Hunt. Oh, hey, so I, I potted with Ari, and he doesn't think Kareem Hunt's going to get traded. Okay. Yeah. It's and, and it's still okay. Like, we still love him. Right. So Brandon Ayuk and Miles Sanders go in front of us. I all right. All right. So Elijah Moore right now, like normally goes pick 70. Okay. Um, you know, so I mean we're getting him at pick what 84 here. Dude, and that's gonna give us dude. Our, it, that's like, keep, yeah, it's four yeah. top 30 wide receivers. I mean, not relative to this draft, but in our opinion, basically. So Elijah yeah. Moore, uh okay. Kareem Hunt versus CPAT. Which way you want to go? I can go either way on this one. I think like when you're working the queue, if you want to give yourself any chance, I mean, CPAT is the one that technically could come back, but most likely both will be gone by the time we pick again. I think it's Kareem Hunt, to be honest. Who do you think? I think Kareem Hunt has the better high-end outcome this year. I think CPAT will rank higher in week one, but you know what? Let's chase. We're trying to get 500K. Let's go for Kareem Hunt. I'm willing to go CPAT here. I really don't mind. We have to take one of these two, though. If, let's go, if you're, let's go if you're if, okay, so right. Kareem Hunt. I look. I think CPAT's got a, a, a very nice season. I I don't. And hey, he was freaking RB six per game for half a year. Maybe just maybe we get that magic again. But but Kareem Hunt, I he, I I I, I believe Ari and everything. But who knows? Could still get yeah. traded. Yeah, it and could still happen. Again, I've said this before. If Nick Chubb gets hurt. Kareem Hunt is the one that can take over the backfield. As things stand right now, if Kareem Hunt gets hurt, Nick Chubb will still be stuck in an unfortunate committee with Dearness Johnson. I don't know why. Don't shoot the freaking messenger. I wish they <laughs> gave Nick Chubb 30 touches a game too. 
but that's just uh, what I kind of see going on with that. Kareem Hunt, like if you're playing Dearness, like okay, Kareem Hunt, I don't think he's going to get 25 carries per game, but hes I don't think they're going to rip Kareem Hunt off the field on passing downs for Dearness Johnson the way they do with Nick Chubb, and that's the issue with Nick Chubb. We can't get targets anytime because of Hunt and Dearness freaking Johnson, who we love, but it's Nick Chubb here. Come on. So through seven rounds now, started off bully tight end, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, wide receiver. We grabbed four of them so far. Mike Williams, DJ Moore, Rashad Bateman, and Elijah Moore. Zero RB, as the kids might call it. Getting our first one, Cam Akers, at the round six turn. Kareem Hunt in round eight. So actually first eight round picks. Dwayne, we're going to get a quarterback in probably you know one of these next six or seven guys. That's going to look fine. And we're, I think going through our roster, as long as we can feel pretty good and like our upside at w- running back, I think we've already gotten there at wide receiver. If we can get some of our late round running back targets that, again, we think has like really high upside and just really fill out the roster with those guys, this could be a scary looking team because, you know, you, you look at the roster from kind of bottom to top and you're like, oh, okay, not bad, not bad. And it's like, yeah, we got Mark Andrews and freaking Kyle Pitts here as well. Yeah, right now, um, Elijah Moore is on our bench. Right. We have Mike Williams, DJ Moore, Rashad Bateman, and Elijah Moore. We've got our two, we've got two backs. We don't have a quarterback. Yeah, dude. It's and this is a pretty tough draft. There, there's some good drafters in this room. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, like drafting this year, uh, more often than not, there are two or two, three other really good drafters that we've actually had in the rooms with us. Um, fortunately, we haven't nece- we haven't necessarily had them right next to us. Um, so it hasn't usually, you know, hurt us like with the strategy that they have, we've been kind of spread out, but yeah, there are multiple teams in this draft that I really do like, and you can tell people are just getting smarter about how to construct their teams. Um, but but you still have some like that are, you know, chasing the, the David Montgomery stuff, you know, the Josh Jacobs picks, but thank God we need somebody to do that because (laughs) people just aren't doing it anymore. Um, and so I've actually been thinking through this. So it's like, we kind of set people up for success. Like here's how we would be drafting our teams. Honestly, now the market's caught up. A lot of people are drafting teams the way that we've taught people to draft them. Um, and we're not just saying it's just because of us. There's a lot of good content yep. out there and there's a lot of good drafters. I think certainly, you know, I'm, I'm thankful, right, that we've been part of that. And I feel like we were <laughs> definitely ahead of the curve and we probably helped with some of it. But at the end of the day, now I'm starting to think, OK, like, how do you pivot? How do you like, pivot from this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the potential pivot from this? Because if this continues on and you continue to see guys like Josh Jacobs and others get pushed down, you see guys like A.J. Dillon going in front of him. You get Chase Edmonds going in round five. Like, that's nuts. I really don't think that's going to happen with Chase Edmonds. I think that was just this draft. We're not streaming this live, are we? No. God, no. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I actually had a – I was doing just answering some questions on a tweet. And like, so, I forget his name, but some like – smaller fantasy football content creator asked me like if i have a if i like won't stream a draft live because i don't want to get sniped or something like that and i i think my role is 25 bucks or less i i don't want to say 25 like i wouldn't really sweat like 50 or even like 100 but you know Dwayne, 350 between us for this entry yes i'm drawing the line there i'm not letting you yeah mofos out there snipe all of our picks just in the name of good freaking content so i I like to think that we're having good content anyway but yeah i'm trying to as much as i love you all trying to take on that 500k first and foremost here antonio gibson let's go i love dude there's um there's always someone like rob gronkowski for a while tim patrick for a while albert O in round eight what the hell he must be drunk who knows man? he could be in a different time zone (laughs) 
I guess. All right. I, I don't want to put Antonio Gibson in this. <laughs> I can't believe I, I just put Antonio Gibson in the same sentence as someone who tore their ACL and then retired as being like the auto pick guy that no one wants. But that really is like what he's at, Dwayne. Like when we have these massive changes in like a day or two and the ADP doesn't quite adjust quick enough, you get Antonio Gibson here going uh, in the middle of round eight. This, this is good, what's happening for us. People taking Cole Komet and Albert O and Pat Fryermuth in round eight because we took our tight ends early. So that's really helping hopefully push some value back to us. A, a name that we just talked about on Monday or Tuesday, uh, Brian Robinson off the board in round nine. I tend to agree with you. I, I think it's fine. This is a round where he's going to go, right? And he's, yeah. he's ranked next to a lot of guys um, that it makes sense where he's going here. But I'm with you. At the end of the day... Really, what's Brian Robinson's upside? He still needs Antonio Gibson to go completely away. He still needs J.D. McKissick to go away. And I think that's a challenge for Robinson. So I, I, I still feel like Robinson's going to be a player that we're gonna, we may still struggle to even want to start. Now, if Antonio yeah. Gibson's completely out of the picture, then fine. I think, I, think you ha- I, think, I think you get a low-end RB2. Antonio Gibson could just play his way out of everything, right? Like, that could happen. Um, you know, if he just, if he just continues, you know, some of these players, like it just snowballs on them. And I, I hope that's not the case for Gibson. Um, cause I actually, I still think Gibson's a talented player. He went <laughs> you out, know? you know, even in that game where he, yeah, didn't start, you know, he had that nice Texas route, I believe it was, and busted it for like 20. So we'll see. I don't think he's going anywhere. Just it's, he's going to be like, he's going to have a like Rex Burkhead role, which is not what we want, uh, out of our starting running back. But the yeah, thing with Brian Robinson is like, what's his upside? Like Damian Harris ish. But in a worse offense, like there's as much as I think it's fair and Dwayne and I conceded that you, you can rank Robinson ahead of Gibson now, the answer is still to a lot of these three RB uh, committees. answer is pretty much just no. That's the other problem we have here uh, with Buffalo, man. Like Devin Singletary is – this is an interesting one, Dwayne. This is awesome. Mike Sing- Gesicki just went. This is great. Sorry. Singletary is kind of like Chase Edmonds to me. Just – in terms of I could see him being stuck in a three running back committee start week one and playing like 50% of the snaps, or he's out there for 80% of the snaps because we have our most recent sample sizes, both in the playoffs and with the first team snaps, Mm -hmm. it's been all Devin Singletary. Now we're out of camp. Like I, I think Zach Moss is going to be annoying near the goal line. And I think James cook is going to be annoying on passing downs. It's possible though. Singletary could just get workhorse usage. It is possible. It is possible. Um, so I like once you get down here, it's like I'm okay. We need running backs. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Like we're we're that's what we need. Um, and so I think that's what we're open to. This is really great that these tight ends keep going. People reaching for Albert O by like four rounds. Uh, Mike Gasecki just that was a bit of a reach. Pat Fryermuth, that's about where Fryermuth goes. That was a bit of a reach on Cole Komet. So we're gonna get something here. I'm also not against receiver. If the, here's this funny thing. So so George Pickens is now a round nine pick. And Devonta Smith is still on the board. Folks, Devonta Smith was a badass as a rookie, and he's in the same situation as Pickens. It could be a run, it could be a, an offense that's going to run the ball more. We have questions about the quarterback, and he has two other good weapons on the offense. I'm sorry. I'm still taking Devonta Smith over George Pickens. Devonta Smith was good for a whole season as a rookie, right? Um, so if Devonta Smith makes it here, like we're we're we can't let him go by again. These people, there's a certain spot where, okay, fine. You guys just want to let the value fall this far. We're not going to get Trey Lance. I'll just tell you that right now. The George Kittle guy at pick 11, he's taking Trey Lance. Like that's, that's his plan all along. He's probably smart enough to know that we don't have a quarterback, you know, yet 
Devonta Smith off the board. That that was that was I really oh, like that wide receiver forty seven. What the yeah, hell did that's so stupid? So what did Devonta Smith do? He's not banged up, is he? I saw. I know Waddle is a little banged up. Told you, Devonte Trey, Trey Lance to pick. Devonte did, yeah, of course. Devonte did miss uh, some time with training camp, but I, it's, I'm not believing it to be a big issue. Okay, that's all right. So, so we've got. I don't have any Russ Wilson shares yet. I really like Russ. So Russ is on the board. Um, honestly, Russ Wilson could out. It could still be a top three quarterback. Like he's a guy we have talked about is still having the upside. Um, so I wouldn't mind looking at Russ here. I think we need to take one of these running backs. Otherwise, um, one of the picks has to be a running back. Do you agree? Yeah, I think we, they could be both. Uh, we- the option could be to let quarterback go. There are two teams without quarterbacks and we have Brady and we have Wilson, but we could push it. What running back do you want? That's what we need to decide right now. Naheem yeah. Hines? I do love Naheem Hines. I feel like Singletary value. you want pretty Singletary? Good. Okay. What do you think? Let's, do let's go. Let's go. Sure. Let's do Singletary. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Okay. Let's do Singletary. Like, dude, there's a chance. I mean, as much as we love James Cook, he may not be ready this year. And if it, he's it, not. This is good right? to have. It's, it's good to have at least one Singletary share because we've been really heavy on James Cook elsewhere. So, so the question is, do we want to push it at quarterback? Because here's the thing. Is it that big of a downgrade if we don't get Russ no. Wilson and we, we get, come back with Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr or something no, later? No, it's not. That's what I'm saying. Now I think let's Naeem take the Hines. running backs. Naheem Hines, I'm with you. Let's do this shit. And the other thing about Naeem Hines uh, that you've that I think you brought up, it's like if you get Naeem Hines and that works out, that goes hand in hand, likely with the Jonathan Taylor team really not having uh, a good year. So there's just a lot of things to like about Naeem Hines, and these are the sort of running backs that. We, we had to kind of get at this point, Dwayne, because, again, Elijah Moore already isn't a starter on this squad because of our two tight ends. So comfortable with four. And while I, we would have taken Devontae Smith there for the value, like I did not see anyone else at wide receiver like Russell Gage. I mean, Traylon Burks, Tyler Lockett. I, the, I'm fine waiting. We're going to have some good wide receivers, I think, available for us on the next turn that I'm still going to feel fine with there, that. There's a chance that quarterback comes all the way back because there's only two teams that don't have one. And a lot of yeah. times these these folks really will want to push it, especially in this type of draft. This isn't like a home league where all of a sudden everyone has to have one. Um, and, and remember last time we did this, we calculated it with Brady. We said there's only one. Brady was the last guy in our tier. And we we're like, well, there's two teams. There was one team that didn't have a quarterback, and Brady came all the way back. Yeah. So, and we just got packed past pick ten. He didn't take the first one. So, if he would have taken one there, there was no way we're getting one of those two. Um. So, but with him taking Tyler Lockett instead, now we'll see what team two does. Um. I'm looking at team two. He doesn't have any Broncos on his team. So, any thoughts on Michael Gallup? Um. Like with with the latest news, did you move him in in your ranks? Haven't adjusted them just since that news i'm gonna do a big sweep tomorrow before the weekend for everybody but it's good and i have taken him a little bit in this like wide receiver once he's gotten like to kind of you've seen him in some drafts man like mid 60s range like it's more of a sure thing he's come back than jamison williams that's for sure and just yeah, the fact that he's probably not going to start a season on Pup. Gallup is really just like the complete discount version of Chris Goblin at this point. I don't think he has the same sort of ceiling when he's back, but he's going to be the potentially 1B in this offense, man, the second that he is healthy and ready to go. Cowboys obviously paid him, just like the Buccaneers paid Goblin. Yeah, I'll take Brady over Dak, but it is one of those things where the second, you know, once we see Gallup out there running 80% of the routes being full-time, you can't get too many wide receivers this late in the draft, Wayne, that 
we're pretty confident we're going to be ranking as a wide receiver three at some point in the season, if not higher. Yeah, I'm with you. We're on the same page now. Like I've faded Gallup the whole way. This is the this is the off season or this is the season of all seasons of people just overcoming oh crazy gosh. injuries. Like all the research we did early on, you know, around research, around you know return to play time and all that crap. Who gives a shit? Just throw it all <laughs> out the window. Just take good players. They're going to get back on the field. You know, it's just like man, it's been crazy. The, the so injury, crazy. the injury recovery, and some of these day three running backs and Damian Pierce and Isaiah Pacheco just, you know, it's going to set us back decades, Dwayne, in terms of uh, some <laughs> of the, the way we think about it. Yeah, the way we think about it, and some of the assumptions I think we had uh, again towards injuries and then the uh, low draft capital rookies. So has is, has Pacheco gone yet? I think people are cooling a little bit, or they're just understanding that we're still talking about like a. Like that was always the thing with Pacheco. I, to me, Pacheco like took Rojo completely out of the equation, but it was never like now you need to get Pacheco accordingly. Instead, it was just like okay, probably he's done. probably about to go here. But yeah, like it, you know, we saw a main event where he went in like round five. That's right. just stupid. <laughs> you know, you know what that is? That's a fish with a lot of money. That's the yeah. kind of person you want in your draft. Um, to be honest, that that's the kind of person that says, oh, I'm a high stakes drafter and it makes me a badass. No, you're just a rich, stupid person, right? You probably got lucky somewhere in your life. So I don't know who you were. Maybe you're someone that likes me and maybe I actually like you. Maybe I know you, but you suck for that pick. Like that pick is stupid. So, oh, man. You know what? There's worse things to be than a rich, stupid person, though, Dwayne. I will yeah, say well, that. Yeah, somewhere, <laughs> you know, you, you, you obviously at least have the luck factor going for you. You know, and look, here's the deal. Like, there's a lot of smart people that are good at things in life that aren't good at fantasy football. Because guess what? They don't get to sit here and think about it like two nerds like you and me all day. You know, they're not spreadsheet virgins, you know, so they got a lot of other things going for them. There goes Pacheco. I, uh, yeah, I've had a big week. I wake up, I walk into my office, you know, with my super fancy dancy NFL beer cans and Jimi Hendrix poster in the background. I <laughs> stay here, I grind, I go work out, I come back and uh, I chill. So that's pretty much life, day in the life of uh, Ian Harditz. I am going to Scottsdale over Labor Day weekend. So I'm looking forward uh, to that. Going to be having my uh, OG eight man home league football draft, Dwayne. Two QBs, three flexes, no defense, no kickers. Of course, no kickers. I would never be in that. We abolished them years ago. Uh, yeah, man, year 11, I believe, with all the boys. Going to be a good time. Those were the best, man. Getting, I, I had Those were last weekend for me, those nice. drafts like that. I wish yeah, we'd do it. it. All these kids, all, I guess they're men, but all these dudes are freaking scared of drafting any week before a season. It's like there's the same risk of injury everywhere else. And I guess I'm I'm just bitter because like you know you just talked about it, like how all the the base strategy is basically what we've been doing kind of for months at this point. I'm not saying we're the sole reason that's happening, but again, now I feel like drafting on freaking the week before a season is when everything's the sharpest. Everyone's now had the most time to figure this out. Injuries can come out of nowhere, but Dwayne, if anything, the way this has kind of gone, like I almost want to get more drafts in earlier in August and like July next year. Every year is different, really. It really is. Like if you don't get a lot, if you don't get a lot of injuries, you're probably, you're going to get a lot of value by drafting early, right? But you also get a lot of depth chart things wrong. So it's a give and take. I think the best approach is to honestly balance it out. I still think drafting with the most information against a lot of people that haven't been drafting that flood the draft rooms uh, late, you know, like Labor Day weekend, I still think it's it's just very, it's a very prime time to be drafting. Um, you know, and I've been, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and, and I, I've definitely, 
I've drafted top teams um, that finished, you know, in the top five that I drafted, uh, you know, in July. I've had them in August. I've had them in September. So there goes the quarterbacks. So Russ Wilson and Tom Brady in round 11. Now here's the question, Dwayne. We just let it go. We're letting it go. I think we're just going to keep letting it go. Yep. I don't think these guys, again, these are pretty sharp drafters. Who's going to look They're at the quarterbacks? They're not going to take two. We can Somebody go. will, but, but not everybody will. Maybe round, maybe the next go around, we just, we get one, but we're good. We're good for a while. And we talked about doing this before in these drafts because Fields doesn't go till freaking 16, 17. I'd prefer to get one of your, as if the YouTube people can see your sheet up here. The 2A tier is Dak, Stafford, Rogers, Carr, and Cousins. I would prefer to get one of those and, and maybe Fields, but uh, if not, it's okay. We can yeah. get Fields and, uh, we will go Fields and then maybe one of like Tua or Jameis. What do you What do you really think? Uh, oh, we're about to be on the clock, and then I'll ask you a little bit about Tua. All right. All right. So Traylon Burks actually was a pick that I wanted to make just because he fell so far. Um, but he's off. Yeah. He yeah. He just went off right in front of us. Now Russell Gage is here. I hmm. still like Russell Gage. I think people have overreacted at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's I, wrong. I, I still think he's going to be a, a valid part, you know, of this offense. So I like him. I also like Garrett Wilson, dude, Garrett, look, we're betting on talent at this point in drafts. I still love Garrett Wilson. I also like Jamal Williams. So I feel like it's either receiver, receiver or receiver and a running back. I'm just looking at, I don't, I don't see another running back. I want, I, I think I'm off of, I say a spiller for now. We're getting um, gauge wide receiver 56. Yeah. Let's go. Russell gauge. All right, let's get Gage. At this point, he's becoming like Jahan Dotson. Like, just take the wide receiver that got paid thirty million dollars in a great offense. Like, come yes, on. Yes, and unlike Marquise Valdez Scantling and Alan Lazard, actually yeah. had underlying breakout metrics. His underlying data points said wide receiver two already. He just hasn't been in the right kind of offense. So, like, yeah, we, drafting Gage, you know, in the top thirty could argue was a little irresponsible. Wide receiver fifty freaking six. Okay, all right. On this, what do you think, Dwayne? Do we need a we, we already have Elijah Moore, so that kind of pushes me off of Garrett Wilson. I do like Jacoby Myers, That's but I, I feel like Jamal Williams is the last person in that tier of backs, and I wouldn't mind having one more back. I don't see another running back that I would even feel slightly good about throwing in the flex week one. I know we don't have to, but I think Jamal's like the last running back standing here. Let's go ahead and get yeah. him. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. So if now we, if, if we yeah, would have had like an anchor or something, then maybe I'd say, okay, let's go wide receiver, but that's fine. Agree. Agree. Yeah, we're on the same page here. All right. I'm just trying to keep all this shit marked off. All right, everyone. Through 12 rounds, we still do not have a quarterback, but we are playing the room. Everyone else does at this point. Our hope is that one of Stafford, Rogers, Carr, Cousins are going to keep on falling to us. And this is really like this range is the reason why um, Joe Burrow was one of my biggest fades. Dwayne has him ranked here QB8. I think that's fine. If you want to put Joe Burrow as the number one quarterback that really doesn't have that, you know, cheat code rushing floor, I'm, I'm cool with that. But the problem is, especially more home leagues, like we're seeing his ADP going in round five or round six. And when you can literally get guys like Cousins, like Carr, who when we're going to really pull out those week one projections, you're going to see like the just small difference that it really is between the guys week to week you can get them 50 picks later and there's still some really good wide receivers on the board in round five or six so for me Dwayne it's like twofold with some of these quarterback uh discussions here and about how you can kind of let one fall to you because it's not just 
the ranking difference between the quarterbacks is the fact that in round, you know, by taking one in round, look, look at what you're missing out on when you take a quarterback like Burrow in round five. Yeah. Now the players available to you in round 10 or 11, like they aren't touching obviously what you're doing when instead we're shoring up the quarterback this late. We did see team 10 go ahead and snipe up Aaron Rodgers though. So we have three quarterbacks that we are hoping uh, at least one of them makes their way back to us. How confident are you that that happens? Ryan? I'm very confident. I'm confident. I really do think one of them are coming back. Um, do any of them stack with who we have? No, Stafford does it. Derek Carr doesn't. Neither does Cousins. Okay, so it's fine. That's fine. It's not not like we really have a preference. We're, um, I mean, we probably have a preference. We can talk through, but um, we're fine. Look, we have a good team, dude. We I, look. We need two running backs. I feel better about this team than uh, our last one. Maybe, maybe yeah, not the we, first three. Those are still pretty legendary. But I'm feeling good. Yeah, I mean, we need two running backs out of out of the guys we have. Cam Akers, Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary, Naheem Hines, Jamal Williams. We have five bullets, though, with those guys. Each of those guys is either has a good chance of – I mean, look, I think Akers, Hunt – I mean, these guys could all work out without an injury, and they're all definitely one injury to their backfield mate from legit immediately being the top 24, if not the top 12. Exactly. Like, like if, something happens to, if something happens to DeAndre Swift – Right. You're going to love, I'm Tom promise you folks, you're going to love Jamal Williams or right. Henderson or Chubb yes. or, or James Cook. Who do you think is going to take the pass downs? Then it's going to be Devin Singletary. Maybe, maybe Duke Johnson, a man can dream. If something happens to Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines is going to be set up. And if none of those things happen, like Jamal Williams will probably see, I would guess between 10 and in good situations, 15 carries and targets per game, even with Swift active, like they they're down to split the rush attempts between them. Cam Akers and Henderson, worst case. Like that's the thing with Akers. I guess I was trying to say it's, I don't see his worst case, like being a backup to Henderson. I see it like him him not really being the upside RB one. We're hoping he could be with a full workload, but I think he's going to be startable regardless Kareem Hunt, yeah, we got Nick Chubb there, but we've seen him already overcome that plenty working as a low-end RB2. And you look at this offense, Dwayne, similar to uh, Green Bay and some of the discussions we've had there. Like, okay, Amari Cooper, great, Nick Chubb, but Kareem Hunt's one of your top players on that offense that you're going to want to get the ball to. And we've seen Stefanski do just that. Naeem Hines getting more checkdowns from Matt Ryan, someone that could catch 60, 70 passes this year. We got we got some bolts in there at running back and then just having you know some depth at wide receiver and really getting good value at the position mike williams and dj moore wide receiver 15 and 16 those are guys that you can see go much closer to the turn a lot of times rashad bateman wide receiver 30 elijah moore wide receiver 38 russell gage wide receiver 56 players we like and a lot in a lot of cases i think that we would have taken like a round before and not really worried about but the fact that we got them where we did feeling good and oh yeah by the way we got mark andrews and kyle freaking pitts in a tight end premium league Dwayne. <laughs> yeah dude i feel good about this team um, and again there are some other teams i really like in this draft but i feel good you know we're dealing the hand that's been dealt to us like and i think we've thought through all these really well i think we've been thinking multiple picks ahead with the way we've been you know thinking about the roster construction we've also we've we've kind of gotten lucky on a couple things like elijah moore falling into our lap the way that it did cam Akers in this specific build at the end of round six i like it we're not taking cam Akers in round five but sorry beginning of uh beginning of round six we're not taking cam Akers in round four, four round five but if you give us to him and Give us him in round six, definitely in on it. Then getting Elijah Moore to fall back and then just, you know, really constructing the roster, right, in the best way possible. And I'm so happy to not be having to take Noah Fant and Gerald Everett and, like, all these other guys. Like, I love Gerald Everett in a best ball. I don't want to be having to plug Gerald Everett into my damn lineup every week, though, you know, over in a league like this. Hey, 
I have a I have a take that I I got inspired from from uh, our boy Jay Moyer on Twitter. Are we uh, are we worried about Mike McDaniel getting a whole summer of the next offensive wizard, the next great offensive mind? Look at everything he's going to do in Miami. And he tried to make Mike freaking Jasicki a blocker, and it's like can't can't fit my scheme, can't play for me. I mean, come the hell on, man. This is Mike. Just he's a freaking wide receiver. Like we know this. Why? Why is this a surprise to anyone? I know we've been talking about all offseason, Dwayne, the issues that he was maybe going to have getting the playing time. Like, isn't it? I don't want to say it's a red flag. Could it like be like maybe a dark orange colored flag that's like Mike McDaniel just tried to go through this whole process with Mike Jasicki? Like, come on. I mean, maybe. I mean, but at the same time, I think they have they have other tight ends on the roster that can play in twenty one personnel if they want. I actually give him credit if the goal is to just see like can he do it. Because in this scheme, the mismatches off of play action for a receiving tight end like Gasecki, if you can play in line off of play action out of 21 personnel, there's an advantage to it. So to me, I mean, if that's what he's trying to figure out, like if he can do it or not, then I don't have a problem with it, right? That doesn't mean that's what he's going to do. Um, you know, he's, I think he's fine. He's got other, he actually traded away a tight end. Um, he's got two other tight ends that Shame. can play and can block. So actually, I think he's just trying to figure out, hey, can Mike Gasecki, handle more of a full-time role if he can't right we'll have one of these other guys out there i guess my thing should be like i would hope that he doesn't if they don't trade him like get him out there on the field he can still do good things in this offense even if he can't be that inline tight end i know i know you have tyreek and waddle and even cedric wilson but you can't tell me that like your passing offense isn't going to be better with mike Tosicki on the field for a lot of those uh dropbacks i guess that's my only thing because you know we look at kyle pitts burning someone out wide and we're like you know having an awfully different conversation than uh just watching mike Tosicki struggle to uh inline i just feel like we're trying to fit a, a square peg in a round in a round hole twain if you will but we're about to be on the clock Stafford's the one we have ranked highest obviously we do have you know some newfound concerns with the elbow and we also already have cam Akers on the team i'd say the acres thing and just how reliant we kind of are on him this year would be enough reason for me not to really want stafford Derek carr versus Kirk cousins feel like Carr is the one that if we want to just look at raw because i think they're similar players efficiency wise i think Carr is going to have a chance man to I, football. I i like stafford um, I still oh. like Stafford. Cam, Cam Akers, it's not enough to bother me. Okay. I, I still feel like Stafford has that. We we just see the big ceiling, you know, for yeah. Stafford. I think his ceiling is still bigger. Um, but I could also pass quarterback again. Oh, <laughs> you know? um, I'm not against it. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to have one of these guys. I, I still think we're going to get one of them. To be honest, I think one of them still falls back to us. Hey, I could be at, wrong. Oh, Julio just went fuck me. Yeah, but Wando well, Robinson's yeah. there. Gallup, uh, Gallup, Gallup's just gone. talked about it. Oh, Gallup's, Gallup's gone. Wondell Robinson's there. Christian Watson's there. We only got 16 seconds. Um, okay. Jacoby take, Myers is there. <laughs> take, take, let's take Jacoby. All right. I got Jacoby. I don't know if I feel. I'm fine taking the quarterback still. Yeah. Like if, this if you want to go ahead and grab Stafford, we can, but I like Wondell. I like Christian Watson. I like KJ Hamler. I like Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller. We're basically getting a discount. I don't hate Wandale only because Tony's hurt. There's a chance Galladay is just kind of dust. Getting the point. quarterback is also still not a bad play at this point. We could get cute, right? And look at them. They all had to focus on tight ends the last two rounds. Now they're all going to be yeah. freed up to do whatever they want. Let's go Stafford. All right. Let's go ahead and get Stafford. There's a chance one of Carr Cousins even comes back around and 
that that would be decent enough value. And if we are, if we don't see anyone that we freaking want, you know, at some of these positions, I wouldn't hate making this a two quarterback team. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it either. And like you it, said, I'm I'm not opposed to Fields either. There's enough. Look, the elbow thing isn't good. I wish he wasn't. I wish he had zero issues with it. So that's the only thing. I agree, Stafford. I think has there's a reason why you have him ranked QB 12, and I would rank him ahead of uh, these other guys as well. Having the active injury, though, Dwayne, that's the thing. There's a difference between not believing guys are injury prone and someone already right. being a little bit yeah. banged up. So that's my only thing here. I would say on the go around, one of when we come back, hopefully get one of Carr Cousins Fields. If they're gone, that's fine. Maybe round like, you know, 18, we can look at someone like Jameis. Yeah. And and just quickly back on Jacoby, man. Like the more I hear out of Patriots camp, like the more Born's they, nothing, I, man. He's not well, even I, 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 with this. I don't think they really have a wide receiver too. I, I think this is I think there's a really good chance that we see another twenty five percent target share season uh this year for Jacoby Myers. And if the offense takes a step forward, I mean really the only thing missing, right, from um Jacoby Myers is what? It's touchdowns. You yep. know, so I, I mean I, I feel like there's still a chance. Um that he can come through, you know, on that front, obviously. Um, so I feel good, you know, about getting, you know, Jacoby Myers. Like I, I have Jacoby Myers ranked ahead of Allen Robinson. Like he's just a better player than Allen wait, Robinson. Wait, so hold on. You just said Allen Robinson. Oh, wait, sorry, man. <laughs> Allen Lazard, <laughs> Allen Robinson. No, uh, if, yeah. If I said Allen Robinson, you'd be like, man, why we left him on the board all this time? <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I'm pretty sure that's not what you meant there. Okay. Yeah, Devontae yeah, Parker goes off, uh, right after if you are going to go with another Patriots receiver I do think it'd be Parker there man I was reading that Akalor has been you know turning some heads there but to your point that we've talked about this there was always a chance that the outside receivers could kind of cancel cancel each other out it's not like Tyquan Thornton is out for the entire season either he, he is expecting to be back at some point in October coming back from the collarbone issue and with collarbones that's one of those things too where once he's back and he's cleared, he's out there. Like it's not like you know he's coming back off an ACL or something that we could think he could ease them with. So the outside wide receivers could rotate. I mean, Kendrick Bourne, man, like just getting the in-house suspension for fighting in the joint practices. The beat reporters just talking about how like an alarming like lack of seeing him, despite him being really efficient last year. Under the radar, just really good things for Jacoby Myers. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 all adding up. Like he already had the breakout profile, which we like, um, even though nobody wants to pay attention to it. Um, and then now you just have all the news that's going on. I, I just, I'm feeling stronger and stronger and stronger about, about Jacoby. Before we keep going, want to quickly pay some bills, give a shout out to some sponsors. Gentlemen, all men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there's a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with the confidence of an eagle and giggles in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless winning machine, and when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum. That's right, Manscaped would like to introduce to you their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet. The Platinum Pack is 4.0. Manscaped is the leader in below-the-waist grooming. Now trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code PFF. Manscaped's brand-new Platinum Pack is 4.0. It's the biggest bundle they've ever offered, giving you a bulk discount on Manscaped's top products. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PFF at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PFF. It's time you enjoy the finer things in life and get yourself a Platinum Package for your Platinum Package. Also, if you haven't heard by now, Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play best ball fantasy football this summer. We've all been there in Fantasy Football League. It's Sunday morning, and you are digging through news reports, trying to figure out whether to start uh, your stub wide receiver that tweaked his hamstring last week, or you have a player on your team who hasn't been getting in the end zone, and then one week he suddenly goes off for 30 points on your bench. 
with Underdog Fantasy. All the stress of Hooters start each week is lifted off your shoulders because it's best ball format. Draft your teams before the season starts and get the best score in your lineup each week. Right now, you can draft an Underdog's Best Ball Mania 3 tournament to take your shot at $10 million in total prizes. Plus, Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100 when you sign up with the promo code PFF. And if you play just 10 of those dollars using promo code PFF, you get a free PFF subscription. Underdog drafts close before NFL kickoff. So what are you waiting for? Head to under, head on over to UnderdogFantasy.com or the App Store. Play $10 with code PFF and draft your best ball mania team today. Also, get ready for NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. And now everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up 7, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by 7 points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team winds up losing. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code PFF only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789 in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Four six seven three six nine. One per new customer. Minimum five dollar deposit and wager. Two hundred dollars issued at eight twenty five dollar free bets. Finally, our newest partner is revolutionizing the world of sports betting and fan engagement by making sports fandom profitable. That company is Symbol, the stock market for sports. Symbol was a PFF sponsor last year, and they are back for this football season. Symbol lets you trade pro and college teams like stocks and even earn cash dividend payouts when your teams win. Symbol took the thrill of sports betting and combined it with the profitability of the stock market to give you a platform where fortune favors the fan. Download the Symbol mobile app for iOS by searching SIM. B-U-L-L in the App Store and use code Ian, I-A-N, to receive a free team stock valued up to $150 upon signing up. The PFF team is even getting in the symbol market themselves this season. Create a free account, enter code Ian to get a free stock valued up to $150 and compete against the PFF forecast podcast this season on Symbol. That's going to wrap up those advertisements. Love our sponsors, Dwayne. Good thing we uh, took a quarterback there. Cousins and Carr didn't yeah. make it out of the round. Uh, hey, it's, it's why it's good to have us here. We're getting cute. And we said, you know what? Let's just do it. Shoo. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you'll see this a lot when, when people's lists run out, like they just start taking the quarterbacks. Like yeah. they're not sure what to do, right? You meet, re- you reach this moment of indecisiveness. You're not, none of the names look different to you. You're trying to figure out like what you want to do. It happens, so you you got to be prepared for it, and we don't know for sure like how any draft's going to go. So yeah, I'm glad that we went ahead and went, you know, with the quarterback. With that said, the teams that did, I mean, you have Lamar Jackson, man. What yeah, do I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yep, don't like it. Jalen Hurts, yeah, you did not like need it. Derek Carr, even Russell Wilson. I don't think you needed Trevor Lawrence. Like, nope. that's just not a not. decision. So I, I've gotten a couple of uh, people sending me their teams so far, and look, a lot of times if you're you know, when you're tweeting your team out, you're probably pretty confident it's a decent team, you know? So uh, a lot of times we're seeing these stacked teams, but the one kind of common mistake I'll see are guys that have a top eight to 10 quarterback and still feel the need to have a second one. Like, you know, if you don't have a great tight end, I saw several examples actually where like Pat Fryermuth was these guys only tight end, yet they had a Kirk Cousins on the roster, you know, backing up a Lamar Jackson. So definitely look at your positions, man. And if there is, if tight ends, your weakness or, Running backs, your weakness. Like when we talked about, man, making a strength, you know, basically a superpower out here when we can. 
on the other side of things, recognize where your weakness is and try to give yourself as many bolts in the chamber as possible. Exactly. Yeah. You, you want to keep firing away and, and look, it's fine. If that's, I, I don't do that. I do not come back with one of those quarterbacks when I've taken, you know, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Jalen hurts, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, you know, you just, you, you took those for a reason, you know, um, one like to differentiate because we've talked about it, like what they can do. But then number two, you don't need to take two quarterbacks where other people that maybe didn't build their team the same way as you, you're kind of negating an advantage that you picked up yeah. to be honest. So I think it's, it's, it's better to build into your strength, in my opinion. Doesn't mean that it can't work. Who knows? Lamar Jackson goes down week one. You're going to be glad you have Kirk Cousins. But in most leagues, you're going to be able to pick up a, a quarterback off the wire. You know, so, uh, it, yeah, it's just it's something that I don't typically do. We don't have to ignore tight end because it's tight end premium. Brevin Jordan. I'm, I'm really, uh, I just. Why'd I do that, Ian? Dude, really, I'm really like there. This this new regime is not going to rotate the tight ends there like the last one did. We've got two data points now. He was like a 21 year old rookie last. Maybe he's a yeah. 20 year old rookie last year. Like no shit, he's going to rotate a little bit. I mean, on oh, Hayden yeah. Hurst, our, our guy Hayden Hurst has already gone too, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I Brevin Jordan, man. Like I've moved him up my tight end ranks. I've got him up to 19 overall now. Um, so I. Oh my I'm, gosh. I'm, I'm feeling. Brevin, did you uh did you just have to pour a glass of whiskey when you moved them ahead of Alberto? Like that 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 couldn't yeah, have been easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy. But look, hey, we adapt, man. All we can do oh, is no. go with the information we have. Alberto's playing into the damn fourth quarter when starters aren't when the other starters aren't playing one a snap. I was thinking so, about that uh today, like you know, by adapting the way we do and stuff. And uh, look, we're certainly gonna have bad takes throughout the year, and I'm sure some of them will persist into the season. We try to avoid that, obviously. But you know, kudos to you, Dwayne, because a lot of people could have uh you know just stuck to their priors all the way going into the season. Justin Fields off the board, one pick before us. Damn. And sometimes we do stick with our priors, right? It just depends. Like it's exactly, just, there's been exactly. too much data at this point around Albert O. I would still be willing to take him late, but his yeah. ADP needs to go down. Like he went in round eight of this thing. That like I love I love the talent profile still. Um so K- KJ here, honestly, Hamler. KJ Hamler. I think Christian Watson and KJ Hamler. Christian oh. Watson just now got back to practice. Like and and we know the Packers, you know, wide receiver room is it's it's not good. It's not good. Where did so I think we take both of those. Dobbs went round 11. Yep, let's do it. Take them because I don't care about any of the tight ends at this point. We don't need any of the tight ends also. You know, not against them, but we don't need them. Quarterback, I still wouldn't mind. We don't need one more. I think we could consider a Jameis. We'll We'll just work the waiver wire. We'll work the waiver wire, man. Jameis, there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be guys like Jameis go undrafted, and then they're just going to get released. You're right. You're right. No problem there. All right, we're going one quarterback. Good news is Ian Hardis has done his full research on defenses. Yes, we are good now, everyone. We are getting one of the Colts, 49ers, Broncos, or Browns. That is the goal there. One is already off the board with the Buffalo Bills. So talk to you guys enough about that. We had uh, we have back-to-back defense episodes going, Dwayne. Luckily, we spared the people a kicker edition, but uh, you can even check out those rankings. Again, with PFF Plus, our lovely draft guide tool. Where did you put uh... – Where'd you put Jamison? Like he just went. Where'd you move him to with the NFI? And like it sounds like we may not see the guy till October or till October, November. Yeah, um, he's, he's at least missing the first four. This is about right. I mean, seemingly. <laughs> Maybe 
you got to be in a dra- you have to be in a draft like this though like this is a 20 round draft if you're playing in a you know in a 14 15 round draft and you have to roster a kicker and a defense yeah i don't think you can draft jamison williams at this point like i just get worried you're not you're not gonna hold him long enough yeah and i get worried if i know restore the roar everyone's getting hyped about the lions they start like zero and five man i don't know if they're gonna be really pushing him if you know things aren't going exactly as smooth as they're anticipating uh coming back if he got a redshirt year hey is that really gonna be the worst thing for him long term i don't know it's a possibility though we really just have no idea when he's coming back man like again the gallup news is so big but uh obviously isn't isn't quite the go, going the other direction but christian watson coming back this could be the interesting one as much as uh Again, Dwayne, I've been a lifelong Romeo Dobbs fan for months. I love the guy, <laughs> but I find myself like not really getting behind this, pushing him up this far. Like he's going for him to be going around ahead of guys like you know Josh Palmer and two rounds. Tyler Boyd went the wide receiver sixty. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie, wide receiver sixty three. Like no, I'm taking all those guys ahead of Romeo Dobbs, man. I I can't get behind him going that high. I, dude, I think they're starting three wide receivers are the guys that have been resting. Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, and Randall Cobb. That's what they've been telling us. I think Dobbs is their wide receiver four for now. Christian Watson's back in the equation, so we'll see. I could see him being impressive on like 30 or 40 targets this season. I heard Aaron Rodgers quote, I know they're going to lunch, but, you know, some of those rookie wide receivers in recent memory, like, I don't think we're just really capable of getting much on the field anyway. And, when they did, man, he just throws the ball elsewhere as it is. So overall thoughts on Romeo Dobbs. Like, are you really trying to buy him at around 11, 10 now? Cause I'm not. Yeah, I've got him at wide receiver 57. Um, so I don't know what he went wide receiver 53 here. So, I mean, it's close. Um, here's the thing he has going for him, right? It's just a lousy receiver room. Even if he didn't start week one as the top guy, my guess is by week three or four, if he continues on his path by week three or four, I think him or Christian Watson won is probably in the starting three, right? I just, I don't see a way that, you know, we're going to have Alan Lazard plus Sammy Watkins plus Randall Cobb hold these guys off. Like, I I feel like one of those dominoes is going to fall, possibly two. Like, honestly, I bet you the Packers hope that Dobbs and Christian Watson can force their way on the field with Alan Lazard, right? And it still may not end up being like any of these guys are going to have like a 25% target share or anything, right? Probably going to be spread spread around. A bunch of guys with like between 15 and 18% of the targets. But I do think that Dow's, you know, all we can go off of is look, great training camp, great, you know, uh, preseason games. Um, We know they have a weak depth chart. You do have Aaron Rodgers. So I get why people are doing it. I think that's about the range, you know, where he goes. Like I said, I've got him 57. He went wide receiver 53 here. Um, But it's tough because you're getting Isaiah McKenzie, you know, after that. You're getting Wondell Robinson well after that. I have them all in the same tier. Isaiah Likely. He's just a draft pick now. Everybody's going to take him. We are now in round 17. Isaiah Likely and Romeo Dobbs, though, to me, just seem like the two classic, okay, I'm happy you're doing really well in training camp and you're making some big plays in the preseason, but let's not forget about the depth chart that they're on and the role likely going in this range, tight end 28. That's fine. But just, uh, just, just don't forget about the guys that actually have the solidified roles in offenses that, you know, we're still kind of hoping for with these guys at this point, as we start round 17, Jeff Wilson, Belis Jones, Sammy Watkins, Dwayne, who are we hoping to come away with? at the round 17, 18 turn when it gets back to us at the risk of, uh, you know, jakes the shit out of ourselves again. <laughs> well, I've got several names over there. Um, 
but I, I, I would like to get Denver defense if they're there um, because they took all the others that we like. I know Cleveland is next up. Uh, so Cleveland, I think potentially you can wait on. I was just looking. If it's not Denver, we could probably wait on Cleveland. There goes Denver. Okay. Okay. So we could probably wait on Cleveland. Um, yep. we'll get we'll get them in a uh, 19 and if not we'll figure it out we'll just do a there, there are still other one week defenses we can do i know Dwayne. we'll have to add another step to the week one waiver wire. Okay. it'll be annoying okay. but yeah it'll be annoying but it's okay like at this point it's what you do um we can get, we can I, get the we can get the Bengals up against mr trubisky and he'll shit the bed and get replaced at halftime or something a lot, lot, yeah. lot of a lot of possibilities so I've got, you know. Oh my gosh, we lost Denver because this dude took two back-to-back defenses. Yeah, so I thought that there were good drafters in this room, and basically, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of people that know how to start their draft. They definitely don't know how to finish them. Guys, listen, <laughs> we we got two weeks before the season starts. Do not take two defenses. Do you know how many injuries can still happen in these two games and all these practices? Keep pounding away on the players. It doesn't even matter if it's a guy that you think, you know, you're like, oh man, he's buried. It doesn't matter. Curtis Samuel just went off the board. He's played over 70% of the passing downs in the first two games with Washington. They're going to go to 11 personnel as their base. You're getting a player that got a huge contract last year, the year before smashed breakout metrics, <laughs> and then check those boxes again. And you're getting him in round 17 while some other dude is taking two defenses. Like, that, that's you know you're just get, you're just putting yourself at such a diff- disadvantage. You know you gotta keep pounding the players. It's fine if you got the defense that you wanted and you and you made a calculated decision on why you wanted that defense. Fine, go ahead, but don't turn around and take two. It's just silly and it's just gonna clog up your roster. You're gonna need to make moves. You know to get people um, early in the preseason or sorry when the first waiver wire runs. Guess what? You're gonna be dropping one of those defenses. It'd be better off to have another player that gave you another round in the chamber, if you will, to see if you could hit on something else. That, that that's that's my approach anyway. Top of our queue, Tua, Trey Sermon, Amir Abdullah, Dearness Johnson, Cleveland defense, Daniel Bellinger, Greg Dolchich, Trey McBride. Why uh, why Tua over Jameis, Dwayne? Um, because I just feel like, look at these people. This is awesome. I guess Jameis <laughs> another is... Uh, another double oh my gosh. defense. I guess uh, I will say this. The... It's it's not egregious. They should be in the same tier. I think I hold back against Tua is we're not getting much rushing and stuff, and he needs to live on high pass efficiency, but that's really true of Jameis, especially coming back from the ACL as well. I, I just still feel like with Tua, we we don't know for sure, right? We we've seen, you know, the two seasons, but he's been battling, you know, the injury. Um, wasn't necessarily on a great team. I feel Matt, now that you you, you do, get Waddle plus do, you do get we stack. Hill. Do you want to stack Mac and Jacoby? Is that enough of a difference breaker for you? No. Okay. No. If I was taking a quarterback, it would be Tua, but I don't have to. Honestly, I like taking two of the running backs here. That's I don't fine. mind grabbing one of the tight ends. Again, it's tight end premium. So if 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 something happens and Albert O really just does suck and he's buried, and all of a sudden we find out Greg Dulcich is the starter, I don't think. Like, I was never think for me Dulcich is just going to be. He's not going to take over. It's just going to be a fucking annoying committee. But with you again have to remember if they're going to keep playing Albert O the whole game, he could get hurt. Like I, we're at the we're at the point now where like you're you're taking yeah. players where you know you're trying to factor all the range of outcomes, right? Uh, honestly, we need running backs. I really like Dearness Johnson and Amir Abdullah here. Um, you could talk me into Trey Sermon. I did read something that Trey Sermon is still a potential cut candidate for San Francisco. I saw that too. Let's go Dearness Johnson because I think he could get traded. Um, Dude, Abdullah could end up being freaking JD McKissick. You're getting in round eighteen. What about uh what about Piran and Mixon gets hurt and Piran's suddenly getting twenty touches a game? I kinda like Abdullah here, but I think Piran comes back. 
Okay. Well, we can't. We only have one more. Oh yeah, we yeah okay. I like Abdullah personally. We've That's done fine. P Ryan a couple times. Let's do Abdullah. All right, let's do it. Boom, boom. Now we got kicker and defense left. Abdullah too, man. Like he could even. I think he could potentially. He's in the same mold as McKissick, where I don't think he's ever going to fully take over. But they can give Abdullah ten carries a game. He's not one of these running backs that can't, you know, run the ball. It's really the all. James White role is what you're hoping for. You're hoping he's really the James White on that team. But I, I think he could almost be a little bit James White plus and just have a yeah. – just not that he's better, just that I think they trust him a little more to run the ball. But we I will never, I'll never forget the greatest preseason run I think I probably ever saw from Amir Abdullah. I think he shot oh up like gosh. to a round four pick that year after that run. <laughs> that was freaking awesome. Jordan Mason. Thoughts with with Trey Sermon. With Trey so Sermon. So he took both. Allegedly, I saw uh, that one report earlier in the preseason, and you know, just 49ers running back reports just can't think of a more reliable thing to be <laughs> going off of. But uh, yeah, I think I was just saying, like, if you know, if you ripped off the you know the names on the back of the jerseys, you could you could think that Jordan Mason and Trey Sermon were the two best backs at 49ers camp. It's one of those things where you know Jeff Wilson went at the round of seven at the beginning of round seventeen. You know, if there is a backfield to just take shots on, it's uh, certainly the San Francisco one because unlike some of these other ones. We have seen Shanahan really just turn it over for games on end to their guy. Uh, hilariously, though, when it was time for Trey Sermon to get that last year, we still could barely, we really couldn't even trust him then because Kyle Juszczyk took uh, the pass down work. So still a former third round pick, obviously has been seemingly overall having a nice camp. Another guy won this round, uh, Dwayne, is Dontro Hilliard. That's another interesting one. He could have a little bit. Uh, yep. little, he's like uh, the 18th round version of Naeem Hines. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think Hilliard and Abdullah are kind of both that. Right. Um, But the problem for uh, Hilliard is there's a good chance. Like if, if things are working out, right, it's just Derrick Henry period. Right. And the way they like to run their scripts with Abdullah, I feel like we know, we know that, you know, McDaniels is going to get him out there, right? He's going to have a role. Dude, he's got to rest with the starters two weeks in a row now. That's true, man. They're going to be, he's he's got, he's got a role, man. He has a role. no, I can imagine this, you know, Ra- Raiders Chiefs, Raiders down 14 in the fourth. Abdullah is posting, you know, six catches for 60 yards no, no, no. and a yeah. heading into touchdown. The, heading into the fourth quarter, he has three fantasy points. By the yeah. end of the fourth quarter, <laughs> he has 24. <laughs> exactly. Just, you know, ho- homeless class man's DeAndre Swift here. Oh, man. We are going to have Zamir White involved as well. But, hey, round 18, we'll take anyone that has a chance with that. Cleveland Browns defense still available. Really hoping that gets back to us. The alert with no, literally to another double up defense. Why are you people doing this? Now we got to. This is okay, uh, dude. There's going to be this. This is going to be a rich waiver wire run. This will be a rich waiver wire run. It's fine. We got the Ravens. We get to play the. We can play the Ravens against the Jets week one. We can play Tennessee against. uh, Tennessee has got. Good, really good radio, good podcasting here. Dwayne. Way to, I just put them over there because I it's the Giants, right? So you get Daniel Jones. We got you talked about Cincinnati earlier, um, so I got them over in the okay. queue. They, I, they, they're going like to get Trubisky or somebody. I would rate them. I'd almost rather do uh, Titans and just like bet against Daniel Jones. I'm fine with that. I like uh, any of those. Yeah, the, the only thing is. <laughs> I'd almost I'd feel better if Zach Wilson was back. I, th- I think Flacco. We got a revenge game situation here, Dwayne. 
That's true. That's true. Get a revenge situation. At a minimum, and, and, though, I think and you Flacco, have weapons. And well, you have weapons. And, yeah, Flacco can be bad without throwing picks and taking sacks. Like Daniel Jones, freaking leads the NFL in fumbles, I believe, since entering the league. Yeah, you you love the strip sack fumble for a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm cool with either of those. Uh, Cincy as well against whoever Pittsburgh decides. I mean, I know you did. You also did an extensive uh, article on kickers. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know if it you, was, uh, tell me you were taking a kicker. <laughs> but that that lovely one line article. Don't play in leagues with kickers. Why I suggest it was funny because when I suggested it to our team of editors, I had to run it by boss man George to even get approval to do such a stupid article. And uh, when I sent the editors back the screenshot saying that I could do it, uh, our main editor, Mark, uh, told me later, he's, he's like, he's like, I appreciate the creativity. And then he said, but what is really amazing is the 12-minute difference between Ian posting the screenshot of approval and then the article like being completed and set out to schedule. <laughs> 12 minutes from start to finish, quickest article turnaround Fastest time. article ever. Like yeah. you, see, you need, you need more, you need more hard hitting content like that hard. It's, you know, I, you know, I, I always shot away from getting in the kicker game and I was looking at the stupid Twitter metrics on the tweet and I was like, Oh, honestly, those are the sort of articles I would have to write every day to keep up with Nathan. Who's written like <laughs> 75 articles in four days. Absolute so. king. I haven't, I haven't cleared this with you yet, Dwayne, but I was thinking about next week and just to sort of, I saw uh, the tweet. Yeah. 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 If, if you, me and Nathan, either one episode or if we just, I don't want to be overkill, but, if we don't have yeah, I think we, need to. Better, we should do well, it. Well, I think we could go cons- potentially quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, just have a list of like players we have the widest ranges on. We'll talk about it more later, but uh we'll do well at a minimum do one uh episode because we need Nate to defend his CD Lamb ranking here in front of all you. And uh that be, could be the whole that could be the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a real episode where we go through a bunch and then just like a CD Lamb 60 minute and you know Nathan, over. he's so just calm and chill. You and I were like all animated and you know we've got, got all these points and Nathan, you know, he'll just deadpan it. You know, there'll be something to do. You know, give us a perfectly see. rational and like well thought out like two or three sentences. And I'd be like, wow, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nick Folk? You just took uh, Jason I went Sanders. with Jason Sanders. I, I'm just I, making... I appreciate you not even asking me. <laughs> I, you know, I, yeah, I didn't want to be yelled at. <laughs> Everyone, that is going to wrap up our squad. I am a fan at quarterback. We have one. Got Matthew Stafford in round 14. Went with a bit of a zero RB approach. Cam Akers was our first running back in round six. Came back, though. Got Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary, and Naeem Hines from rounds eight through 10. Also pecked away with Jamal Williams in round 12. And threw some darts at the Ernest Johnson and Amir Abdullah round 17, 18 wide receiver room looking pretty strong overall rounds three through five we got mike williams dj moore and rashad bateman got a free-falling elijah moore round seven also managed to get some pretty good darts off in my opinion on russell gage in round 11 wide receiver 56 jacoby myers in round 13 also christian watson and kj hamler rounds 15 and 16 and oh yeah who are the tight ends mark andrews and kyle pitts at the top like Dwayne, i i think we got through all the positions and okay we aren't I don't think we're going to be like in the league's top three wide receiver or running back or quarterback rooms, but I also would be hard pressed to call them a real weakness per se. And my God, we got Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, in this format, we start one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end and two flex and it's tight end premium. So Kyle Pitts is our number one flex player. Rashad Bateman is our second flex player. Um, so uh, 
I feel like we're in a really good position. Elijah Moore is sitting on the bench. You mentioned some of the other receivers we have. I feel like we've got depth at every single position. We didn't get Trey Lance. I knew it was going to be one pick away with the guy in front of us having George Kittle. It's just like, it, honestly, the guy that was picking in uh, pick 11, probably, I think he was probably overall start to finish the best other drafter in the room with us. And he was right next to us. So, um, you know, and I like most of the picks he made, right? As soon as we pick Kareem Hunt, like a guy that we had at the top of our queue in the, on the pick, he takes Kadarius Tony going back the other way. Trey Lance right in front of us. Daryl Henderson after we take Fields. Hines. Fields right in front of us. Fields right in front of us. Yeah, so we talked about Julio. As soon as we take Jacoby, he takes – or is sorry, we talked about Julio. He takes Julio right in front of us. So I thought he had a really good draft. Typically the guys we had towards the top of our queue, Jerry Judy, he did it in round five, right? So typically the guys we had at the top of our queue, he was on the same players with us. Um, and now we, we were fortunate, like the tiers worked out the way they did where he never truly was able to make a pick that just killed us. The biggest one was Lance, but we just already, we saw it coming, right? We just knew that it was probably about to happen. Um, and at the end of the day, like we needed the running backs. We got, we got the slide on Devin Singletary. I'm kind of surprised, man, to see James Cook still go ahead of Devin Singletary. Even after what we've by, seen over these last two by weeks. By seven running back spots, too. Like, if you really wanted to still go Cook over Singletary, okay. I, I still have them kind of right next to each other anyway. But Me too. RB32 for James Cook versus RB39 for Singletary. I will eat that value. And we talked about that, man. Like, after we decided to go with Mike Williams and DJ Moore in rounds three and four and not really reach on Brees Hall, uh, we knew there was probably going to be a pick down the line where we had to kind of stop the – Stop the fall on a running back that maybe we're not in love with. But, you know, we got Singletary in round nine. We needed to get the running backs. And looking at the group, man. Dude, honestly, good. we may have Singletary in the lineup week one. Yeah. If we get another week um, where we see it's all Singletary again, we, we could have Singletary in the lineup week one. Like, he could be, he could be our RB2. He's going to be hard um, to rank outside the top 30 in week one at a minimum. Yeah, for week one, I agree. Um, so I, I feel I feel good. I think the other thing here, you know, we talk a lot about draft strategy. We cover a lot of this stuff. But just, again, drafting is an art, you know, and being able to read the room, being able to, you know, think about, you know, think multiple steps ahead, think about what your opponents have, what they don't have, thinking about what you have, and putting all that information together, like – I'm hoping that's some of the stuff that folks get to walk away, you know, from this. And the best way to do it is you guys go jump in some drafts. You don't have, you yeah. could do a 350. That'd be awesome. You don't have to though. You, you be over on underdog, you know, yeah. um, even though best ball is a little different, but just being in the draft and having a feel for drafts just makes you so much better. And you just never truly feel, in my opinion, because we've talked about so much strategy stuff. We think, you know, about flexibility as we're drafting, even though there's certain players we're hoping fall to us, like that's typically the things we get upset about. We're like, Oh my God, like that value is so close. But at the end of the day, like, boom, we're just moving on. We're just pivoting to the next thing that we know to do. Like Jerry Judy goes one pick in front of us. Yeah. We really wanted him there, but okay, great. Rashad Bateman. We have him in the same tier. We just wanted Judy cause he's tougher to get right at that spot to get the value. And there was a good drafter picking in front of us, uh, team 11. So, yeah, I think it was. Uh, I like the way the draft played out. I like the overall roster construction as well. I, I just think there's a lot to like, you know, about this team. And and look, so again, being flexible with where your draft's going. As soon as we didn't get Trey Lance, a lot of times, right? Someone will. Be, we talked about Russell Wilson, but we just didn't yeah. force it. You know, we could have gone with Russell Wilson with those two picks, and I, I, you know, I think we would have been happy with him. But then once Wilson and Brady and Dak all went coming back and we weren't getting one of them we just we pivoted off of it again we're yeah. like okay looking everybody's got a quarterback we're still gonna get stafford we're still gonna get Carr. we're gonna get cousins we got fields in our back pocket 
Now, luckily, the next time it got to us, we didn't push it again. We thought about it. Like I almost put it in did. Ian's we mind. almost and did. Ian, gets <laughs> Ian, what I've learned about Ian, Ian loves a freaking gamble. He loves to roll the <laughs> dice, which I like because I do too. I do too. Now it's a calculated risk. Yeah. We started down that path, but then we sat there and thought about it for a minute, and we we backed off. We thought, you know, that's probably getting just a little bit too cute. Let's if if, if Julio, if Julio or Chark or McKenzie, like if we didn't get those receivers leaving us there. Like they literally, I think, soaked up the tier that I would have been willing to kind of take before them. But hey, whatever. Yeah. And we already had Russell Gage. So it's kind of like with Julio. We might not. We st- it's OK. It's the Bucks. Like, it's fine. I'll own as many Bucks as possible, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think just, you know, thinking through it. Right. And, and you, you're not always going to be right. You're just trying to give yourself the best odds to build the best team. And that's some stuff. Honestly, Ian, I think that it's really hard to put all that in an article. It's really hard because you just never know the way these things are going to go. So it's just something when you get to listen, you know, to folks drafting like this, I love getting to listen, you know, to other people draft and work through this kind of stuff. I think the key is just being flexible and constantly iterating right on your approach based on the way the board looks. Dwayne, we're going to be back Saturday night. Probably that's the plan. Maybe we might do Saturday morning. We might do Sunday. We can't tell everybody. We don't know. You guys don't know if you're going to be in there with us. My, uh, that's, that's a good call. My, uh, initial hesitation was because I, I I'm a diehard. You, okay. I don't want it, to, it's, tough. I was thinking we should do a main event this weekend. Honestly, that's kind of, oh. let's, let's just try, let's just bust out a 2k. Fuck it. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. But yeah, Dwayne, my big hesitation was again, I, I'm not trying to piss off any MMA fans out there. I love it. I, call, I consider myself a diehard. If you think I'm a casual, whatever. It's a big topic of debate among MMA fans. But UFC in Paris, I thought it was this Saturday at 3 p.m., which I was like, all right. But if I draft that night with Dwayne, like, I'm going to be hammered by that point. Like, that's just, that's just going to be risky business on the pod. But I mistimed it. That's actually next weekend. So I am good at basically any point this weekend, Dwayne. We will get that figured out. We, you we have had two. We might get a football guys in as wow. a warm up, and then we might have us a, a main event. Like, well, it's, it's, it's drafting season, Ian. This is the this weekend and next week, man. This, these are the weekends to be drafting. I, I, I have the itch more than ever. Why the hell not? We, hey, these, these are our last weekends to do it. Might as well make the most out of it. So Dwayne and I will be back again. You can check out just some quick hitting uh, YouTube videos I did, or just, I guess, the podcast as well. Wherever you consume this podcast, values, fades, sleepers, and just top 10 tips to try to just give you guys, you know, some brief, uh, brief videos ahead of the weekend as much as a great information Dwayne and I gave you guys over the past hour and 40 minutes I understand maybe not you know the quickest and easiest thing to do if you have your draft coming right up so we'll be back next week with plenty more goodness Dwayne anything you got out this week I know you've been repubbing a lot of your excellent uh, content from throughout the summer yeah and a lot of movement in the tiers Um, so tiers rankings have all um, you know well I've done quarterback I've already done running back I've already submitted wide receiver today I'm going to miss my deadline on tight end and turn it in late here in about 30 minutes because <laughs> we decided to put this draft in the middle of our day. Um, but yeah, so they'll all be done. You'll, you guys will have everything you need to be ready to rock. I'm going to update the rankings again um, over in our, you know, whether you guys, you know, wherever you're wanting to go look at the ranks at, obviously in the new tool is the best place to go get them. Um, so I'll have those updated again. I did a refresh yesterday. I'm going to do another refresh on those tomorrow morning just to make sure, man, everything we have up to the last second folks have. And then, as preseason happens this weekend, I'm just going to keep updating the the ranks. Ranking season. It's season season. All that. Season season. Dot com. At Dwayne McFarland. At iHeartit. You guys know what it is. For Dwayne, I'm Ian. Thanks so much for tuning in to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Until next time, take care, everybody. <laughs>